Hello and welcome to Glover's Talk. This is the latest episode of the Somerset Live Yeovil Town podcast. I'm your host Liam Trim and joining me this week is sports editor here at Somerset Live, Stephen Dalbiak. Hello. Hi Liam. And Mike Taylor who covers Bridgewater, Burnham Sea and lots of other fascinating Somerset things and he's a new, yep. co- newly converted Yeovil fan. Hello Mike. Yes, hello. Right, we've got a packed agenda this week. We'll be talking mainly about the FA Cup because of course the FA Cup draw was on Monday, December 4. We were all hoping that Yeovil would get a nice, exciting target. It's a big team in the Premier League, maybe rake in some money for the club. But who did they get? They got Bradford City. An ex-Premier League club, An ex-Premier League club, of course, and they have got some big victories over Premier League clubs. So I wouldn't go telling the Bradford years. fans they're not a big club. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about whether it's a good thing for Yeovil, that draw, and we'll also talk about the uh, FA Cup second round targets, Port Vale, and the fact that Yeovil still have a replay to get through if they are going to play Bradford. We'll talk about a new signing for the club, we'll have a little quiz, and we'll also preview uh, Lincoln City are uh, coming to Hewish Park this Saturday, December 9th, so we'll preview that match for you. Uh, right, let's get underway then and talk about the replay, not the replay, the first match against Port Vale, the Definitely second round. There, I think. Uh, Stephen, what was your impressions of that match? Well, from only some highlights, I I, um, I wasn't there, unfortunately, on Saturday. Yeah, well, I should but, point out, Stephen's at every game normally, he had a yeah. rare day off, so... <laughs> Fair play to you, Stephen. All the days to have day off is a Saturday. <laughs> drama. I was following. I was keeping tabs though as it happened, and um, I th- I've I've seen some of the comments I've seen about performances that it wasn't great. However, the key thing was to get through it and still be in the draw. And from that point of view, it's job done from Yeovil. It may not have been pretty, but you know when you're in that position, the main thing is just get yourself through. If you have to take it to a replay, take it to a replay. But I thought when the draw was made, that to go to Port Vale would be a very difficult draw for Yeovil and. They ended up going there and getting a result from it. So, you know, from from that point of view, it was great that they got the late goal and um, it now gives them a replay at Hewish Park against the side that I'd give them every chance of beating at the, when they're at home. Absolutely. And Mike, you've seen the highlights as well. What did you make of Yeovil's performance? Um, defensively, I think all over the place, really. Uh, they got away with one or two chances where any other day, I think, or any other better team would have um, arguably uh, put them to put Yeovil to the sword. So, mm-hmm. really, for Yeovil to escape with a... You know what was it? A Jordan Green ninetieth minute uh, equaliser. You know, it's a you know real get out of jail card, and it gives them this fascinating opportunity that you know they'll be going to the FA Cup, this FA Cup replay now, where um, they just they beat Port Vale and they get a home tie in the, in the third round of the FA Cup. But it be it, it's, it's Bradford City, but you know it's still at the very least you're in the you're in the 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 pot for the third round and you get into TV revenue potentially and uh, uh, home tickets as well so yeah I have to say I agree with you Mike you know Yeovil looked very shaky on crosses and set pieces looking at the highlights mm. even even Arta who I'm a huge fan of in the Yeovil mm. goal he flapped at one cross managed to drop one out of the air the goal came from a cross and I have to say Port Vale's number nine looked like he's a bit of a menace in the air Tom Pope unfortunately you know it's been a, it's been a recurring theme for Yeovil particularly away from home they have been caught out by these aerial balls by these crosses and um, and again it goes back to before the game when Darren Way was asked about what the main threats would be he identified Tom Pope who scored the goal and who scored um, at Hewish Park in the league from a very similar position back in September um, he identified him as a main threat he was obviously the, um, the the man that Yeovil were most wary of most afraid of and had they obviously had a plan in place to try and stop him and again they didn't quite manage to do that and um, 
But that's the problem with Yeovil, is it? And we've seen it a few times away from home, is that they just keep giving these one or two chances to the opposition and they're punishing them. Thankfully, on Saturday, they got away with it because they did come back and get the late goal. And um, Yeah, let's I've... talk about that goal because, I mean, it was a dramatic moment, wasn't it? And, and yeah. the, you can see from both the, def- the celebrations in the stands from the fans who travelled up and also the, the way that the players reacted on the pitch <laughs> and it meant a lot for Yeovil to, to snatch it. Well, I guess in the league it would have been a point. In the cup, it's just to stay alive, away from home. And they've yeah. struggled so much mm. on the road this year. And I'll be honest, I thought I'd win the lottery before I ever saw Jordan Green score a header. But, you know, that's what happens. It's it's a lovely, it's a it's a lovely header. header. It, well, it's it was... a scrappy goal, isn't it? But he really wanted it and he, yeah. he just yeah. sort of made sure he didn't give up. It's a great it's a great goal because it's just like a, you don't really see these sort of headers. It's like when you think ahead of it, you know, it loops into the top corner or just bounces in. But with his, it was like a powered down, furious header, and he really, really sort of meant yeah. it. It's a, it's a lovely goal. And then the way the players pile in afterwards has become a bit of the club have been rightly, I think, you know, making a big deal of that celebration on social media afterwards. A bit of joy, last minute joy. Well, yeah. Oscar, uh, I think, would uh, need to retake his uh, celebrations. I think after he. Oh. Well, he well he did the knee slide as pointed out by uh, Stephen, yeah. and uh, he fell about a yard or two short, <laughs> and he sort of just it was just sort of there where everyone had a pile up, and he was like, oh yeah. To be fair, it's not it's not what you it's not what you want to be seen doing on camera, is it? I think no. it was a fairly uh, <laughs> fairly poor attempt at trying to join in a pile on. But having said that, you know I've mean, got to cut me some slack. He put the ball in that led to yeah. the goal. By all accounts, it was quite a good and assured debut from him. So um, I think we'll let him off that one. I think it was uh, it was you know a, quite a, you know a comic video highlight, but all in all, I think he did the job. So yeah, so we are of course there talking about new signing Oscar Goburn. Uh, we'll come back to him later in the podcast, but just to stay with the FA Cup for now, Stephen. Obviously, Yeovil have been quite good at home at times this season. Are you confident that Yeovil can win the replay against Port Vale? But also to broaden that question out. Bradford only one division above Yeovil. Yeovil got a home tie. Could they maybe get to round four? I'm going to be honest. I know quite a few people may be a bit underwhelmed by the draw, but I think it's quite a good draw. It's not the worst one they could have had. Like you say, they've been good at home this season. They've only lost two games. I think they've got every chance of beating Port Vale next Tuesday. I think if they turn up and they perform as they have done at times at home, I think it'll be very, very difficult to beat, Mm. particularly... um, when you consider that there is that place in the third round up for grabs. And I think in a, in a strange way, the fact that it isn't one of the really big teams and it, they do have to negotiate a replay may be an advantage because if it was a Manchester City or a Manchester United or an Arsenal or a Chelsea, the pressure to win that game would be huge. And I think that that could be the sort of situation mm. where it, it may you may rise to the occasion, but on the other hand, you may flounder under the pressure mm. of doing that. So I think it's, a, it's quite an appealing tie from that point of view. If they can beat Port Vale and go through, they've got Bradford, who in league position, I think are only about four or five places above yeah. South End, who Yeovil knocked out at Hewish Park in the first round. And you've got to look at a bigger picture here. It's not what the tie that anybody wanted as a fan, but it gives them a chance of winning that third round tie and getting into the fourth round. By And by definition, if you get into the fourth round, the chances are you may well get a big team then. So yeah. I think that's what you've got to look at it from a Yeovil point of view. It's now a long game. You've got to beat Port Vale take Bradford you know, as seriously as you can, try and get through, try and cause another upset against the League One team which have done this season so far, 
get through into the fourth round and hopefully then they'll get the rewards for that. Mm. And and the other point is, by getting through the third round, if they manage to do that, it's more prize money and uh, more revenue from the club. Well, I was going to say, for me, I think you make some really good points there, Stephen, because if you, if they did get through to the fourth round and they've got a big team, and like you say, the chances of that happening would be increased. Mm. If Yeovil, you know, they technically would have had a couple of... Well, they've beaten two... But if they'd have beaten... If they beat Port Vale and they beat Bradford, they'd have knocked out two teams in divisions above them, won't they? So I think, you know, if you're screening that on TV... The TV guys will be looking at Yeovil and saying that they've beaten a couple of teams above them and they've drawn a Premier League team. Let's get mm. this on the box. Yeah. And that surely means more money for the club again. I would think if Yeovil were to get through the third round, I'm, I know we're jumping a gun here because you're not through yeah, the second but, round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Yeovil were to get through... We're allowed to be excited. Yeah. If Yeovil yes. were to get through the third round and get into the fourth round and draw a big team, I'd be very surprised if they weren't shown on TV. Because yeah. the thing with Yeovil, the thing Yeovil have the advantage of in the FA Cup is they've got that giant killing history yeah. behind them. They, you know, they are the kings when it comes to FA Cup giant killing. They're the most prolific non-league giant killers of all time against football league clubs and they've carried on that tradition in a way this season they've almost picked up where they left off about 15 years ago but it's great to see that so um, mm. yeah I, I think if they were to get through and draw a big team particularly at home they, they'd be nailed on for TV and that would be a huge huge boost I think to go back to when they played Manchester United um, three years ago I think if it, the January figure, the 2015, figure, am I Yeah, right? the figure yeah. they made, it was something in the region of £450,000. So, you know, it's big, big money for a team like mm. Yeovil. And, you know, Yeovil were taking, and I'm going to digress a little bit and go to the Checker Trade Trophy, because that the reason that Darren Way is such a big supporter of that competition and that Yeovil want to do so well in it is because of the prize money. Now, they made 85000 from that last year. Oh, They've right. made... I think twenty five thousand from it so far this year, and that's being talked to as big sums for for Yeovil. Yeah. Now, take that into account, and then take put into the equation of a glamour tie at home to a big Premier League side, and you're talking, you know, best part of half a million there, and that's mm. a huge, huge boost when you've got a small budget like Yeovil has in this league. That can mean the difference between probably two or three extra players. Absolutely. Season, potentially. So, I mean, we've obviously spoken about how disappointing season in the league so far for Yeovil this year. Yeah. The way you've explained that with some good detail there, Stephen, sounds like you know the cups are offering Yeovil a chance to to make this an exciting season, but also a profitable one and one that they could use as a platform mm. for next season a better run in the league. Mike, you you I know you you put a positive spin on getting Bradford yeah. in the cup as Stephen has just done there. Obviously, a home tie just briefly from you before we move on. A home tie against Bradford it might not bring in loads of, of people no. in the crowd, but at least the club gets to keep the bulk of that revenue of a home tie. Yeah, of course, and it's it's really um, you know when we talk about obviously like four and ten sets this season as well. I think an FA Cup tie in the third round, I think would be a, a good. Uh, um, time for plans to start coming back really because mm. it's just it's an FA Cup tie they're against a team that used to be in the Premier League um, in the early what's the early 2000s wasn't it yeah I can remember Brad, Dean if, Windass in the Premier League they've got Brad a large yeah. travelling fan base as well yes yeah, exactly so, so that'll be good for yeah, gate receipts again I suppose Yeah, and uh, obviously the marquee the beer tent will be making a lot of money now that if they're allowed in there <laughs> but well, um, but, but no it's, it, I think you're right Mike it's, 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 just, a, it's just, a, just a just the chance of a cup run is very exciting isn't it yeah so, money, yeah. so briefly we're going to move on we're going to talk about um, new signing Oscar Goburn Stephen 
We know he's, he used to be a Huddersfield player, Huddersfield a Premier League club now. That's, so that's exciting. Yeah. Let, tell me, tell me I'm about. Not sure, Oscar he was Gober. there when they were in the Premier no, League. No, I know, <laughs> but I'm trying to put but, a nice, yeah. exciting spin on that. So Getting I know the that, SEO on that one. Yeah, I know we did some uh, articles about you know five things that that you might not know about Oscar Goburn. Hit mm. me with some things, guys. I don't know much about. Well, I think I, I better I better start here because I wrote the article. So if I get this wrong, yeah. it's going to look very Go bad on my part. Well, he was capped at England under 19 level. Came through the um, youth system at the famed Southampton Academy. The time, so he played in the same team as the likes of um, Adam Lalana, and oh, wow. um, yeah, I think Jose Font, Morgan Schneiderlin would have been there at that point as well. So yeah. you know, he played um, with some very good players there. Moved on to Huddersfield, um, was a pretty regular player with them in in League One and in the Championship. Mm-hmm. And then it, it has, you know, his career has fizzled out slightly. Then I think a few moves that haven't quite worked out for him. But mm. everything that I've seen from him, everything you know that I've heard about him, suggests he's a good player. He's got a lot of talent. He may not have. You know, quite hit the heights that he did early in his career, but I think he'll see this as an opportunity to really rebuild his career. He's got a club that give players opportunities. You know, if you're in the squad at Yeovil, it's a small squad, so you will get the chance to prove yourself. Mm. And um, I think it's it's a good signing. It adds some steel to midfield. It may not be in defence or up front, which is where I think Yeovil really need to strengthen looking into January. But any when when you've got a squad as small as Yeovil, any any addition. Is a big mm. boost, and um, mm. I think he'll be playing a big role at the club. Yeah. The rest Are we of the talking season. about a player who, who is likely to start games in the starting eleven? Mm-hmm. I think he, he's certainly in contention. I mean, there's a lot of competition in that midfield spot. James Bailey, as captain, is mm. pretty nailed on for a spot there. Matt Worthington's done well um, on the whole this year. Um, Alfie Santos came and started on Saturday. I'm not sure exactly how well he did on Saturday, but he played very well in the Czechy trade game against Plymouth on the Tuesday. Um, you've got Connor Smith, you've got Jake Gray who can play there as well. So there are plenty of players who can play there. He'll certainly be competing. I don't say, I wouldn't say he's nailed on for a place, but you saw the impact he made coming off the bench on Saturday for his debut. He set up the what proved to be the equalising goal. So yeah. um, I think he, he's a player. He's a very exciting player, and um, it's it's good for to see Yeovil actually going into that free agent market and trying to pick out players because it's not something they've always done in the past. But when they have done it, and we go back a couple of years when they brought in Darren Ward and Francois Zoko out of the transfer window, it's generally worked well for them. Mm. And I think it's, uh, mm. it, I think the, the club deserve a lot of credit for doing that because they, any any fresh face, any new player has the potential to mm. to really re- re- revitalise and energise the team. And Mike, uh, you know, they, the club, they, they made a bit of a name for themselves in the summer with some fun transfer announcements. This using, year was you, Tinder, wasn't yeah, it? Using yeah, using things like Snapchat and things. And, and this one was, a, they used a tweet which they sort of mocked up Tinder, you know, Yeovil saying no to players like Messi and Ronaldo, but then they went for Oscar Gober. And I think it's all a good bit of fun. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's a good bit of fun, really, because a, a lot of people are a bit, a bit like, you know, um, be against that, really, because they just think it's just being try-hard banter. But really, it's just something fresh and new, really. Mm. And I think it's really refreshing for clubs to do it, particularly League 2 standard. I mean, you get to see the attention at the end of the day. And um, it only really puts a, puts the Overtown on the map, really. A lot of people just think, you know, that the Overtown's just some League Two side or just irrelevant or whatever. But, you know, at least the media department are actually trying to make yeah. the Overtown actually look like a... I have to say, it's nice to... Yeah, carity, you know? yeah, nice to, you know, making the headlines, you know. And it is, the, you know, know talked about. And people say do say they don't have a lot of character Yeovil, but they've got the Jolly Green Giant who walks around every game. Oh, what a man! What a man! I, I, I think I think it's absolutely superb. I'm, yeah, I, I cannot praise him enough for doing this sort of thing. And I know there are some fans who maybe you know it might be mocked by fans of other clubs. Yeah. Some people may think, oh, I'm not sure about this, but 
the media team's job at Yeovil Town is to get Yeovil Town yeah. talked about. It's to publicise the club as best they can. And these announcements, you know, you can guarantee that, you know, when these announcements come out, and we saw it in the summer with the um, the FIFA one for Feller on a Muller and with the um, Snapchat one for Jake Gray, it gets Yeovil Town talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think the media team are doing a brilliant job of, you know, really, you know, taking what would, in, you know, in general terms, or in normal terms, be fairly, you know, routine signings. And, you know, using them to get make help the club make a name for themselves, and I think that that's really great. I know a lot of clubs did it in the summer, but I think Yeovil really, you know, really creative, really imaginative with the ideas that they've done. I mean, if you go back through the summer, that you can see a whole whole bank of ideas that they've got. They no doubt they'll have more in January, as in when they make signings. And um, I think when you look at the way things are at Yeovil Town, you know, on the pitch, the results haven't been great. You know, there's not really that much of a buzz. I think that you know this is one of the best things that they've been doing in terms of you know actually creating a you know a bit of a feel good factor and really getting the club talked about and it's it's great and um, I say you know long may it continue because it really is helping put the club on the map yeah, in a way that you know in a way that it perhaps hadn't been you know in previous years. Totally agree. I think it's nice to see the club moving with the time. So moving on, Lincoln visit Yeovil this weekend. They sit in tenth in League Two, ten points above Yeovil Town. But I think that's still potentially a winnable game. We'll come on to preview that match. But just a quick quiz now oh, to, to get the boys against each other. A bit of competitive spirit here at, at Glover's Talk Podcast. Uh, this week's quiz is about the city of Lincoln. Really? So, okay. in 2012... Just let, me, uh, just let me dial up our esteemed former colleague. Yeah, we have uh, a former uh, colleague who is a journalist up in, in Lincoln. Uh, but he, he's not involved in this quiz. If, if he's listening in, I do apologise if I've got any of my facts wrong. Why, have you been to Lincoln before? No, I've not. No, oh. have you, Mike? No, no. 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 See, it looks like a lovely place, lovely it cathedral. Does, but anyway, in 2012, the population of Lincoln was... Anyone just want to have a guess? Oh, 60,000. Mike's gone 60,000. 200,000. Oh, 200,000. Now, actually, you know, I think Mike, although he's quite a long way off, is closer than <laughs> Stephen there because the answer is 94,600 yes. people. So it might well have gone up since I should have done the old trick of just gone one above what you said, right. really. Yeah, oh, yeah, you should have actually. So it's, uh, it's Mike 1-0 up there. Mike was trounced in the last quiz we did on the podcast, well, even the commanding performance. So Mike is starting off well, on a better footing here well, already. Well, that's to do a Mourinho-esque performance here. Get the goal and just park the bus for the next 80 minutes, I think. So. All right, here we go then. Name of the local newspaper in Lincoln? I think it's the Lincolnshire Echo. And he's got it. 1-1. Oh, yeah. John Hurt, the famous actor, sadly died, didn't he, not too long ago. Is it true that he went to school in Lincoln? True or false? False. Mike's gone false. I'm always going to say true. Just to be contrary. Well, it's true. He did go to school in Lincoln. So Stephen has stormed back into a 2-1 lead. Turning back to football-related questions now. Which Swansea footballer was born and went to school in Lincoln? And when I say Swansea footballer, I mean he plays for Swansea City now. Oh, Liam Breton. He's oh. gone Leon Britton. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have a very very short think about this because it's bound to be one of the English contingent. I'd have thought it'd be quite strange if it wasn't. Oh. I'm gonna, 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 gonna say I'm gonna say Alfie Mawson. He's gone Alfie Mawson. You're both wrong. It's Sam Klukas signed from Hull in the oh. summer. Okay, so Lincoln were the first club to be managed by which well-known manager? Oh, Grant Taylor. Taylor. Oh, they both said that at the same time. I'm gonna give them both a point. Oh, that's, that's, the action replays needed. So there. it's three two. Oh. I clocked it as soon as, right. as, soon as you said. Get, I was like, get fingers on buzzers, guys. This is the deciding question now. Lincoln, as a club, is nicknamed... Williams. Oh, that was definitely Steve. No. Sorry. Oh, oh the mic's broken. Oh, God, wow. what have we I done? I do apologise for any sound disruption there. Mike, Mike 
Mike <laughs> he Taylor. takes losing badly. Mike you know. Taylor oh. very appropriately got a bit overexcited and led to well, our, you mind our mind falling why. down. So it's a 4-2 victory for Stephen. Just very quickly, because we are running low on time now. Um, do you, I, I personally think that despite the league positions, um, obviously Lincoln coming up from the division below last season, surely Yeovil should be confident at Hewish Park of, of getting a result against Lincoln Stephen. I, th- I think they, I think they can certainly get a result. As, as we've, you know, keep saying the home form has been good. Mm. I'd be quite confident. You know, if they can, if they go in and take the attack to your position, if they've got the likes of Olamola and Khan and Zoko all firing and all cylinders, I think they can win the game. Whether. Um, whether sort of the fact Lincoln are a promoted team really matters, I'm quite doubtful of that because they've come up, they've done pretty well. They're only two points outside the playoffs. You very often see teams come up from the um, from the conference into League Two and um, and breeze straight through the league because it, it, there isn't really much difference in terms of you know quality between the two leagues. I don't think, particularly when you've got a budget like Lincoln has. Um, but certainly, I, I I think it's a good opportunity for Yeovil to to get get some points on the board. It's been a poor run in the league lately. It's only been one point in the last four games and the fact they're only now three points above the drop zone means that the pressure really is on for them to get a result. So it's down to whether they can respond to that pressure and get that win on the board. And if you look at some of the results they have had earlier in the season against flights of um, Stevenage and Coventry and Accrington and I see there's no reason why they can't do that. Good. Well, let's let's be optimistic then. That is uh, December the 9th. Yeovil host Lincoln at Jewish Park. Let's hope they get a much-needed three points in League 2. Thank you for listening to this episode of Glover's Talk. Please make sure you go to somersetlive.co.uk forward slash sport for all Stephen's latest articles on Yeovil Town and football across Somerset and beyond. Thank you, Mark and Stephen, for joining me. And make sure you also go to Audio Boom and iTunes to subscribe to this podcast for all the latest chat analysis in Yeovil Town News. Thank you guys for joining us. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl.